If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. The Rovers Chat YouTube channel is proudly sponsored by SixYardsOut.com. They've got retro football from every era with mugs, phone cases and much more. They also have plenty of Rovers goods including apparel with the famous 94-95 season and this season's kit. Check them out using the link in the description below. Hello and welcome to another edition of Rovers Chat Meets. And as you can see, we're joined by a player who left a huge impression on Rovers fans during his time with us. 84 goals in 169 appearances for those three and a half seasons between 2012 and 2016. It is, of course, former striker Jordan Rhodes. Jordan, thanks ever so much for giving up your time today. How are you doing? Very well, thank you, Ryan. Yeah, good morning, Rovers fans. Yeah, it's um, nice to join you here today. Um, fond memories of your time at Rovers so uh, looking forward to reminiscing Thanks Jordan and, and thank you to Eleanor at, at Huddersfield as well for making this happen and to Huddersfield as well um, we really do appreciate you them allowing your time um, So Jordan, there's only one place I can start and that's the hero status you had at the club, you know, plenty of fans adored you and still do actually including one of our contributors here, Tom Schofield. Um, he was meant to be interviewing you today and he's absolutely gutted that he can't. He's your biggest fan. So could you give a shout out to Tom Schofield for me? Because you absolutely make his day. If he's watching, uh, hi, Tom. Hope you're well. Uh, sorry you couldn't be here today and uh, hopefully catch up with you soon. Brilliant. Thanks, Jordan. He will absolutely love that. So uh, there we go. Um so, Jordan, we're just going to do a little run through your time at Rovers and just pick up some of the questions on the way. It kind of goes in chronological order, really, when you were at us. So, if we start where it all began, um, when you signed for Rovers, you were arguably the hottest property outside of the Premier League after a brilliant time at your current club, Huddersfield, in particular. And it was a really interesting time for Rovers, too, because in many respects, we were like peaking with some of these ownership and managerial issues that we had. And in fact, it was Steve Keane that signed you. So what were your first impressions of Rovers at that point? And what were you told by the manager or the representatives of the club about our ambitions at that time? I think the 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 squad, the strength of the squad um, coming down from the Premier League and investing in some really, you know, top players, top international players, if I remember rightly, um, and you just you named like I grew up watching some of these uh, players on the telly, like of Dunny and um, Danny Murphy, Dixon Two, Bestie, and Colin Casim Richards, people like that. Um, amongst some are really some really good young talent that was granting around the Scotland squad and and Lowy as well with England under twenty one. So you just you just thought, oh, this this team's got it in them, well and truly to to have a right good start to the season and then. Um, kick on from there and yeah it didn't quite materialise like that um, but yeah first impressions was what a, you know the training ground fantastic fan base great yeah really really great fans from even nowadays when I, I come across anyone you know that's a Blackburn fan nothing but you know 
great words to say about them. And um, yeah, just just everything around Blackburn, I just describe it as a classy club. Um, and that was my, you know, real strong first impressions of it was a was a classic club. And as you say, it didn't turn out the way we probably we all wanted. I think as fans, we were kind of hoping for the instant bounce back. And you've obviously played under five different managers that season. So after thinking you were joining a team, maybe going for promotion, how was that to play under you know five managers in a season? <laughs> yeah, it's it's. It's going to sound like a really strange answer to the question, but um, you know when you just join a club and you, you don't really think about things too much, you're so engulfed and immersed in the culture and the day-to-day life, you're getting about your job and almost quite selfishly, you're just going about your business, trying to be the best that you can possibly be. And you kind of just presume it's it's normal. You, you don't really think of any outside noise or anything like that. You, you just you come in every day, you do the best that you can for whoever might have been appointed at the time. And then all of a sudden the next week it was somebody else and a couple of months later it was somebody else. So yeah, it was a turbulent year looking back, but it wasn't until sort of the couple of years afterwards that Gary Bowie took charge a little bit and normality and stability came to the club. And, um, but yeah, that's all I can say. It just felt, it just, it felt normal at the time, even though looking back, it obviously wasn't. No, it wasn't. And, in terms of that season, Jordan, I don't think it's an exaggeration for me to say that your goals in that first season kept us in the division. You know, we only finished four points off the relegation zone that season and your 27 goals in that season dwarfed the next highest, which was Ruben Rashina with five. So you came in for a joint club record and championship record fee. So did you ever feel the pressure to repay Rovers's faith in you, especially when we were getting embroiled at the wrong end of the table? Uh, no, maybe that was the naivety of youth, but no, I didn't. And if I did feel any of the pressure, I kind of embraced it. I, I took that upon myself at the time to to really try and repair that faith of, you know, you know the, the Venkis uh, putting the, the money in and, and taking me to Blackburn and Steve Keane for putting his trust in me and trying to bring me to the club at the time. I really tried to take it upon myself to try and be the best that I could possibly be, uh, prepare as best as I can and 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 just do my utmost and my best for, for, for Blackburn Rovers. And um yeah, that was the that was the way it was always been, uh, wearing a, a Blackburn shirt. And yeah, I didn't really think too much about it at the time and just tried to do the best that I could. But like you said, injuries that year and uh what a talent Ruben Machina was uh, looking back as well. Um yeah we managed to stay up after such a terrific start. I think it was that we were in the top two, top six for the first 10, 12 games. I remember. Mm. Um, yes. For it to end bizarrely quite opposite to how it started. Um, these things happen in football, only football it happens. Yeah. They do. And I think that's why fans like myself and others hold you in such a high regard, Jordan, because you were a genuine beacon of hope in that season. And it had been a terrible couple of years for Rovers, obviously, with relegation and everything with the ownership. So I think that's why you are so fondly remembered by the fans. Um, So if we move on then, Jordan, the next couple of seasons, as you've referenced, brought some relative stability with Gary Bowyer in charge for two full seasons following that merry-go-round of managers that we had. We came eighth and then ninth in the 2013-14 and then the 14-15 seasons and, of course, just missed out on the playoffs. We had a really talented squad at that point and you were still scoring the goals. You got 25 and 21 goals 
in those two seasons, respectively. So just a question here. Do you think that Rovers underachieved by not making at least the playoffs in either of those two seasons with the players that we had? Uh, good question. Good question. Uh, I, I don't know the answer to that question because I can see both sides of the coin. Um, yeah, we had a really, really good side looking back, look at the players that we had in the team and you look at what some of the players that we had in the team have then gone on to do. Um, but then you you feel like at the time and the season before, you know, such troubles and um, how we ended the season, to have bounced back in the next two, to to have been competitive in a game pretty much, um, we gave it everything that we got and we came pretty close. I remember that last game of the season against Wigan. Uh, we had to win something like 6 or 7 nil, and I think we were going to after about 10 minutes or something like that and everybody kind of got carried away with themselves thinking we're going to do this, we're going to make playoffs and score another five goals but yeah, just really good memories looking back like that and yeah, we had some really good players at the time so I can understand absolutely people saying yeah, we underachieved and the team that we had probably we should have done better than we did but we didn't and but we gave everybody a right good go. I think we did really well against the team that were kind of bottom 12 um, in the league. And then the top 11, especially the top six, maybe we didn't pick up as many points, if I remember rightly, as what we would have hoped to have done. Um, I remember Gary Boy putting up a few things, a few pulling a few meetings, pulling, putting up a few slideshows of how we've done against the top half compared to the bottom half and things like that. So, um, yeah. Maybe in hindsight, it would have been nice to have been done a bit better against them and finished strongly and gone into the top spot, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's funny that you say about the slideshows because I think as fans, we always remember the Yeovil at home game, which was a, a goalless draw. And I think that's the one we look back and think, maybe if we'd won that, maybe we would have made the playoffs. But as you say, um, you know, it is what it is now. But I do have to ask you about one man at this juncture, uh, Jordan, and that's Rudy Gestead. Um, you two formed a lethal partnership. You scored 38 and 41 goals between you in those two seasons. So is that the best strike partnership you've had in your career? Um, yeah, I think when you put it in, in those terms, in terms of goals and uh, assists, working for one another, um, Rudy was a really good friend and still is to this day. We still keep him regular contact. He was, you know, uh, he is a really nice guy, really good family man. And he just, he was great in the building with everybody. He was a gentleman. And um, yeah, it, it kind of just, we, we formed a friendship and we just kind of continued going. Um, yeah, as we kind of started. And why do you think it works so well? Because, I mean, in obvious terms, you know, you're not small, but it looked like a big man, small man type thing. But did you work on anything in training or was it one of them that just clicked as soon as you met him? Um, yeah, yeah, I guess it kind of just clicked. Do you know what as well? Um, I'll tell the story. Rudy signed for Middlesbrough as well when I came up. I hadn't played too many games for Middlesbrough and this was when we, we just got up. And um, Rudy arrived in the building and the first training session was because I hadn't played with Rudy because he left the season before um, I left as well to go to Aston Villa and maybe not played with him for maybe three years, something like that. And as the first training session was just back to normal, just <laughs> he knew where to, I went, He, we didn't even have to speak, we haven't spoke anything about it, it was just like straight off, just like that and 
yeah, that, that just brings up memories of, of that one particular training session up at Middlesbrough. But um, yeah, I think more so than anything else, looking back, we didn't really practice anything, but me and Rudy almost played very, very similar. And I think maybe Blackburn at the time had two strikers that played very, very similar in the fact that we both wanted to be in the box and get on the end of, of crosses. And mm. when you have people in the team like Craig Conway and Ben Marshall, Tom Kearney, Tommy Spur with his long throws, the ball was never dead. So the ball was always coming in the box. And for players like me and Rudy, that was that was what we lived for. Absolutely. Now, just for a bit of fun, just because it came in, in and around this point, um, one of our contributors, Glenn Entwistle Jordans, just asked me to mention this. I don't know if you remember uh, a 3-0 away win at Leeds where you did score. And Glenn's just asked me, he tweeted me yesterday to say, not really a question, but could you thank Jordan for his part in the 3-0 win away at Leeds for my stag do in 2015? Great start to the night and blew the cobwebs away from the night before. So just a little bit of fun there, Jordan. You helped the stag do. Um <laughs> Something more serious now, though, um, and another part of your Rovers career that you did appear to enjoy were those East Lancashire derbies against Burnley. You got three goals in this fixture. Um, so what did you make of them and, and what do you remember about those occasions? Yeah, I've had three goals, should have had four. <laughs> I wasn't going to ask you about that, so uh, you brought that one up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, really fond memories. I remember the first one. Didn't really know what to expect. Um, first one, uh, I think it was a one-all draw. Um, and really enjoyed it. Enjoyed everything about it. The police escort before the game and the entrance to Turf Moor. Loved every bit about it. Yeah, it was just fantastic. We travelled in as numbers because um, it was sort of the first derby, I think, for three or four or five years. I'm right thinking mm. that. Tony told me at the time. And, uh, yeah, managed to get on the end of, a, I think it was a, a Adam Henry cross. I'm right in thinking that, but could be wrong. Um, and, and yeah, from the then on, uh, the games are always, you know, really competitive games and quite tight. I don't think we managed to uh, win too many, but I don't think we lost and we kept that unbeaten run going because that was quite famous at the time, the unbeaten run um, against Burnley. So, uh, yeah, great times, great games. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to go back in, in, in years to come and uh, experience those as a spectator. Definitely. Well, you look like you enjoyed them and in particular that equaliser at Turf Moor, the one that I think you didn't know too much about that looped over the keeper. You certainly looked like you enjoyed that one. And, um <laughs> <laughs> just to reassure you Rovers fans feel your pain as much as you do with the one that hit the post that's all I'm going to say on that one so uh, we're with you on that Jordan don't you worry about that um, so just a, a little bit of a quick fire round now for you to get stuck into Jordan so don't think about these questions too much I might come back to you if you say something interesting on these so just first thing that comes to your head really uh, on these ones um, so your favourite or best goal for Rovers um, favorite. Not really. Um, yeah, I guess. Guess the first one against Burnley at Turf Moor, the header. Yeah. 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 Uh, your best performance. Uh, best performance. Uh, probably the maybe the hat trick against Peterborough. I think that was um on on Sky. That was that was nice to get a hat trick in Rovers colours. I remember that I was at that game in the terrace and you did just look 
a notch above in that game, definitely. So, uh, yeah, agree with that one. Um, your favourite game or just your overall fondest memory of the club, either one of those? Uh, yeah, there's so many, so many spring to mind. Um, yeah, maybe the maybe the first first game uh, at Rovers or a first away game. Uh, was it the first away game or the first one I scored in down at Bristol City? I think it was a four oh, two yeah. or four three, maybe something like that. Five three, five three, even yeah, mad game. Just <laughs> to get on the score sheet for the first time, um, and and yeah, great game going down there. Weather was good, and it was early on in the season, so yeah, take that one. Always good to look at those highlights. For what Ashton Gate used to look like as well, just mad, completely different stadium now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, the best player you played with and against, just in your time at Rovers. Um... Jonathan Woodgate was always a really tough test playing against him at centre half. I've always said he's one of the tougher, toughest opponents. He just knew where to go. He was one step ahead. He, yeah, but maybe even though at the time he's come to the latter end of his career, he just he knew where to be and just had no answers for him. Um, but best players played with Dunny. Dunny was terrific. Dunny was really good. Um, Ruben was so talented. Uh, yeah, there's even Grant at centre half. I don't think Grant gets the, the credit he deserves sometimes mm. for how well he is at centre half, and you can see him doing so well now for Norwich in the Premier League. Who is the funniest player? Uh, yeah, Dunny. I would say always life and soul of the party, always messing around doing something. Yeah, I'd say Dunny. <laughs> and then just as a final one, who was your biggest pal at the club? You know, who did you room with, etc. Uh, I was really close with Ben Marshall, uh, but we had a really close-knit squad at the time. Chris Taylor, Tommy Spur, uh, Grant, Lowy, uh, Josh Morris, Eastie, Simon Eastwood. Uh, we were all really close at the time. It was a really close-knit squad, so, you know, I do say those names, but there's many more that I could add to that list as well. Excellent. So, uh, as we get on to the final couple of questions then, Jordan, you know, this is where the tears are forming in the Rovers fans' eyes. Um, you know, the 2015-16 season was where it all changed. And obviously, as I've mentioned, we look back on those eighth and ninth place finishes and thinks, you know, was that our chance for, for playoffs or promotion there? And that summer saw a lot of change. You know, Paul Lambert came in, Tom Kearney was surprisingly sold and let's say we were making some lower quality signings. So, did it become clear to you at the start of this season, that maybe to play in the Premier League, which for the record, you rightly deserved, that it sadly wasn't going to be with Rovers? Um, that's a tough question. That is a really tough question. Um, no, I, the answer to that question is no, because I actually thought our team at the time was doing, you know, still pretty good, still really competitive. You know, you look at our first 11, first 13, 14, we still had a really competitive team. And having done so well in the previous seasons, we were still well capable of uh, putting up a mount promotion uh, that season too. It just happened to be come January time, we probably weren't where everybody hoped we could be. And um, Middlesbrough were flying high in the in the table at the time. And with a real heavy heart, it was yeah maybe too good an opportunity to to kind of turn down. Um, 
yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time at, at Rovers. And, you know, even if, if, if that move didn't happen to materialise, I would have been just as happy, you know, doing my best on a daily basis, going into Rovers and uh, at a weekend if required to pull on that shirt, I'd have given my all, you know, whatever happened to be. But it was just that at that moment in time, it was a, a really terrific opportunity for me. I think it shows a player standing at a club if a player goes with the fans' blessing. We've obviously just gone through it with Adam Armstrong, who's gone to Southampton with the fans' blessing. You were absolutely in that category as well. When you went to Middlesbrough, you know, there was kind of no hard feelings in that sense. And obviously, we were desperate for you to play in the Premier League just to show what you can do. So I just want to ask you about the debut for Middlesbrough at Ewood Park. You know, just a weird twist of fate, you know. How was it to get the reception that you did from the Rovers fans? And, and do you look back with pride on your Rovers career? Yeah, I really do. I look back with immense pride, emotion. Um, yeah, just great feelings, great memories, memories that, you know, take you to the grave. Um, and yeah, really, really enjoyed my time. I can't say enough good words. Um and don't know enough good words to say about Blackburn, the fans, you know, the people that work in and around the club that don't necessarily get the credit that they they get sometimes. Um, so, yeah, there's not enough words to describe sort of the feelings that, you know, I had at, at my time there. So, um, yeah, those, those days, they were special days and um, not many get to pull on that famous blue and white half jersey and um, I've feel proud to have done so absolutely and just as like the final part here I've got to ask this Jordan because so many of our fans have commented on our Twitter account with uh, with this question but before I ask it uh, before I do ask it sorry I think I do have to say that we were really happy to see you play in the Premier League with Middlesbrough and obviously at other clubs since it's perhaps not worked out for you so the question is do you have any regrets at all about leaving Rovers and to maybe ask it differently, because I appreciate that's a difficult question. Do you think you ever really got a fair chance at Premier League level? Uh, yeah, I'll answer those two, that question in two different parts. Um, do I have regrets about joining uh, Middlesbrough? I don't, because Middlesbrough was a really great club and it's right. And we had such a great sort of six months there and, and a, a bit of a roller coaster ride in terms of getting to the Premier League. The Premier League itself, yeah, didn't really take off. Um, the manager, I think, brought in Alvaro Magredo and he played the majority of the minutes in the Premier League and what a great player he was and, and has been. Um, so, you know, it was, it was tough to compete with him in, in, in that sense because, you know, me and Nuge were desperate to get some minutes. But when you've had the career that Alvaro's had, um, yeah, it's it's tough to tough to compete with that. But uh, yeah, on the other hand, yeah, I absolutely do regret um, leaving Rovers because I had such a great time there. Um, I really enjoy going to Middlesbrough. So you, I, on both, you know, both sides of stuff, it's it is a tough question to, to answer. But mm. yeah, I really really enjoyed my time at Rovers, and like you said, I had a, a tough couple of years after after doing that and. When you look back on those those years of you know of of hard hard times, you 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 do look back even more so on my time at Rovers and realise you know how good I had it and maybe I didn't appreciate you know at the time how well I did have it and 
you know, had things worked out a little bit differently and Middlesbrough failed to materialise, like you said before, I'd have absolutely applied myself and more for Blackburn Rovers to do my best that I could. Absolutely. Well, Jordan, um, you know, if we just wrap up here, you know, you are a, a striker that, as I say, you are still very, very fondly remembered. And um, your name always crops up in transfer windows for a return to Rovers. Out of respect to Huddersfield Town, I'm not going to ask you whether that's ever been a possibility. But just to say that our fans are always talking about you coming back because of how fondly remembered you are. So that's real high praise. I can guarantee you when you can consider some of the strikers we've had at Rovers over the years. So just want to say thank you to you on behalf of all the fans for just being a brilliant goal scorer and an all-round great guy for Rovers. And obviously, thank you for giving up your time this morning. Thank you to Huddersfield for allowing the time with us as well. I know you've got to go to physio very shortly. Um, we'll obviously see you back at Ewood Park on New Year's Day, in fact, for Rovers v Huddersfield. Um, but have a good rest of your day, Jordan, and thank you for joining us. No, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, Rovers fans. All the best to you and see you soon. And Rovers fans, we will end it there. Thank you for joining us and see you soon. The Rovers Chat YouTube channel is proudly sponsored by SixYardsOut.com. They've got retro football from every era with mugs, phone cases and much more. They also have plenty of Rovers goods including apparel with the famous 94-95 season and this season's kit. Check them out using the link in the description below. Growing up, you and your buddies were always on the same page. Thursday was pickup basketball night. Saturday was an Xbox gaming binge, but then the buddies started falling off one by one. So what if they all have that ring on their finger and you're the only single bachelor left? You've got your own bling. And this one doesn't come with any commitment, just a few really good moments of chill bliss. Why the sheets not go for the gold? For a limited time at Sheets, get your hands on a $3.99 milkshake like the Toffrees. Made with Hershey's Heath Bars. Unwind with golden ribbons of buttery caramel and a heaping scoop of whipped cream. And don't forget, you can save $1 when you order on the app. At Sheets, there are endless options when it comes to delicious drinks. Coffee house style cold brews, hot coffees, lattes, shakes, refreshers, and so much more. Everything is customizable so you always get exactly what you want. And when we say always, we mean 24-7, 365.